Hello, this is Richie from the Metal Cell Podcast. I'm delighted to welcome Chris Hart from Baylor. How are you, man? Good, man. That's uh, great to have you over, dude. Uh, yeah, it's great to be back. Um, as I was saying earlier, I think this, I was over for like episode 9 way back. Episode, episode 14, would you 14, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. So, for anybody that's watching the show, check out Baylor uh, on Doom from the start of the story of Baylor 2015. YouTube. And as I said, check out the episode on Chris, because I'm not going over old ground with you <laughs> yeah. for tonight. It's all about the new album, man. Class. Yeah, Disposable Ute. So the first thing I want to talk to you is, what was Bloodstock like, first of all? Yeah, it was fucking epic, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was just crazy arriving there, walking onto site and just seeing like all the people in the field. This, literally the first time seeing that after being locked down for 18 months or whatever it was, Must you know, some it was just crazy because you're like, everyone's got a negative test. We're all in yeah. people everywhere. No restrictions. Let's go to the bar, get a beer. <laughs> and like, this is a few days before we were playing and stuff. So, um, yeah, we just got to go in and just enjoy the festival as well. And then the gig itself was, was awesome as well. Like, you know, it was just. Did you turn 30 over there? Oh, no, I was originally supposed to turn 30 when we were going to play it in 2020. Uh, oh, it would right, have been okay. on the same weekend. It was actually the weekend after I turned 31 then this year. So, okay. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So that so. must have been weird as well. Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, it, was, it felt good. Like, originally it was like, oh, I'll be turning 30, playing a big gig like Bloodstock, you know, uh, then just had to wait a longer and wonder if we were ever going to play it in your yeah. 30s. <laughs> Did you celebrate your 30th? Um, not really. It was like right in the middle of lockdown, like August. <laughs> Kind of yeah. 2020, so it's yeah, balls, yeah. I? I missed out on my 50. Ah, oh, stop, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was there much of a debate about the set list for Bloodstock? Actually, no, none at all. We all just agreed that we're going to play the album start to finish. Okay. Because <laughs> we'd, like. we'd been sitting on the album at home listening to it start to finish yeah. for like since we'd recorded it just okay. at the start of the pandemic. So we were like, that seems like the logical set list for us. Considering yeah. nobody's heard it, that's yeah. the way those tracks should be played in that order. Yeah. So we'll just do that. And, um, you know, obviously, like once the album comes out, we start playing it, we'll change it up a bit, you know. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. for that occasion, they gave us a set list. It was like... A, a slot that was like just the length of the album it's 35 minutes is it right? 35 minutes is the album but they gave us a 40 yeah. minute slot all so right, it was enough cool. it was perfect an amount of time for us to be able to like do whatever and play all the songs yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah. And, and um what were the rehearsals like before that uh, it was good like we have a rehearsal space in sean's uh house like you know okay. so uh we just practice in in his house and um you know, we hadn't been practicing much over the pandemic because just we all live quite far away. So mm. between the different lockdowns and stuff and then just the risk of COVID and stuff initially, you know, we weren't really seeing each, course, th- yeah. each other that much, you know. But uh, once we got back, like had a mission, you know, once we bloodstock was actually happening, yeah. we started practicing for it in like June, July, not knowing if it was going to happen. Okay. But we were like, if it does happen, we better be fucking well yeah. rehearsed. So we yeah. got to start practicing now. Yeah. Um, and then... I'd say it was about three, four weeks beforehand. You're like, this is actually happening. Like, you know, yeah. they're on site building it now and yeah. everything. So, because yeah. <laughs> like, that was the biggest uh, worry, wasn't it? It was just a case of like, because they, they were waiting at any time. They were waiting on the government. Yeah, you know? and I think it was wasn't it July twenty second that they announced in yeah. the UK that they were going back. Yeah, but it was originally going to be like June twenty first, and, and they cancelled the first yeah, time. Yeah, and it was strange because a lot of other festivals in the UK cancelled. Like, yeah, I mean, some were very headstrong. I meant, no, we're fucking doing it. They like, were never at any point were they ever talking about cancelling. Like, yeah. you know, and it was at the start. People were like, "You're crazy. Of course, this isn't going to happen." And then it, it just yeah, did, and they yeah. did it safely. You know, so I know. we just gambled on brutal assault because we were kind of going, "Look, if Bloodstock will go ahead, brutal assault will." Yeah, and then it fucking didn't. didn't. <laughs> and then I was watching all of you over there and going off oh, for fuck's uh, sake. Yeah, yeah. You know, but um, too late at that any, point. Any pre-gig nerves? Um, 
Not really. It was like anticipation, if really, anything. Yeah. Like um, they're super professional over there, anyway. Like you've ever, you've no worries as such for gear and all that. They'd yeah, and that was you. like that caught us off guard. To be honest, was really? how how like okay. um, professional it was because <laughs> like we've played in the UK loads and stuff, and people are sound and everything. But like yeah. we, we literally arrived there, people started taking our gear for us, like out mm-hmm. and just and uh, and then <laughs> some guy just comes up. He's like, "Hi, I'm your drum tech, Tashawn," and yeah. he's like, "I'll be setting up your drums and." Like what, and just taking it with a sheet, like of what, the way he wants stuff. And Sean was like, "What? Someone set up my drums?" <laughs> he was like, "I'll do it with you, like, because yeah, you course, know, we'll yeah, do it together yeah, or whatever." Yeah, yeah. But he was just like, "This is nuts!" Like, and same, like there was like a guitar tech as well, so we just go over what gear, mm. and they had the gear set up on stage, ready for it, and all you do is bring out your pedal board, like, and you know. So I was, ah, it's just unbelievable, like, to have that. On it's and I say I suppose like if you play these festivals regularly you'd know like that's gonna happen. Yeah. But I suppose you'd never expect it anyway. You're just you're prepared to go yourself. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, know, yeah. and then you get there and you're like, wow. And then we had a dressing room and everything, like a porter cabin thing and everything. So it was like, like there was none of you nervous. It was like really, I don't know, it was weird. The whole time, all the lockdowns and COVID was going mm. on, it just felt like that was the light at the end of the tunnel. Was that yeah. show? Yeah. And uh, it was like whenever, even if it didn't happen in 2021, we're like, whenever this shit is over, we have a slot at Bloodstock. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's kind of what kept us going, to be honest, yeah. the whole time. Like, like any like, particular songs were you worried about uh, coming across live? Well, like a lot of them we've never played live before, yeah, so you course, just don't yeah. don't really know. You can't wait. And like, you don't know what kind of a crowd, like it's a huge tent and you're looking at pictures, like even when we were on the way over there on... Was um, it, it was the New Blood, was it? Uh, no, Sophie? we played Sophie. To ah, said, fucking Sophie, fuck, huge. huge, like yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. you're looking at pictures like on the way over, like in the van, and you're like, "This is it. the Sophie stage last night." And you're like, yeah. "Are we gonna play that with people? What the fuck's going on? Or is it gonna be like you don't know?" And then we were like, "It doesn't really matter how many people we get. We'll still go out and fucking yeah. slay it." But yeah. we were like, "You don't know what to expect." Kind of going into it, and we were just hoping for the best. And like, we didn't get like one of those like packed out photos where it's just like heads everywhere, yeah, yeah. Do you know. But like, it was probably more people than we've ever played to in all the trips we went to the UK. Yeah, like, and like it was like you know? twenty past two in the daytime as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like everything got juggled around, and we ended up clashing with malevolence. And I'd say that's the only thing that um, that kind of was like annoying about the, the <laughs> day. It was just like, well, one, it was like the one one of the main bands I would have liked to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, two, they were like the other like kind of really hardcore band. Mm. Like so, like if they were they were meant to be on after us or before us or something like that on main okay. stage. But it would have been a perfect like we, us to play to their fans yeah. would have been perfect. Like, yeah, yeah, you know? true. Yeah. But like all of them were at the main stage watching Malevolent, so <laughs> it's just yeah. a kick of the balls. But it's just the way things go at yeah. festivals. Like yeah, you know, we, you is, still man. bring it. Like you know, when you finished, did you see a lot of familiar faces? Or were we even? I know you are very active as a guitarist anywhere around the stage, but you was were you still lingering on? Jesus, that's what's his name. Oh uh, yeah, like I I didn't see like between us. I think we kind of spotted um, a lot of people. I didn't spot everyone myself, but yeah. like you know, you'd see straight away. You would go out and there's like one of the guys from Conjure. Oh, <laughs> you're like you're going out fucking pure rage of one of the lads it's like oh it's kind of like fuck off I'm in the zone man <laughs> yeah that's it like you're yeah, in the fucking yeah. zone like, yeah yeah know? yeah and uh, love it is fuck great man it's just like it was actually awesome that way though like a lot of people we'd met in the UK over the years and just people we'd played like small yeah. shows to happened to be at Bloodstock came okay. to see us and like that's what it's all about yes. when you go around playing all those tiny shows around the UK some of them are good some of them aren't but then you see like oh we played to three people one night and mm. somewhere and that guy you know is here with a bunch of his mates yeah. because they're at the festival yeah. and stuff you know yeah. and like you've seen a lot of that like and like people in the press 
that had been talking about us for years but never actually come to see us actually coming to see us on the day yeah. instead of going to see Malevolence because they've seen they could see them whenever yeah and then probably seen them already yeah. anyway so it was cool to like people to finally see us live because you know, we talk about this so much over the years that it's like oh yeah the band are good and all that and it's like but you have to see it live you have to see it live so it was like and there's a lot of people in the press have been talking about us but never saw us yeah. live so it's great for them to finally see what about us about any anyone from your PR company yeah like they were there as well and like they were um, they kind of sorted us out with interviews and stuff there at the weekend and stuff like you know so uh, and thanks for taking the time to talk to Danielle Uh, as well oh yeah yeah no worries yeah she's a legend man yeah 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 (laughs) yeah she volunteered that man herself and you know I just went look I, I like it's your first festival back, like, and she goes, no, no, I'm, I'm determined. No, to get she a got the interviews. Yeah, yeah, fair play to her for doing that. Yeah, and she you know. partied then afterwards, like. So, oh yeah, yeah, no yeah, yeah. Girl. yeah. <laughs> So your last gig then was November, 2019. Was it with Black Host? Yeah, we were. You were there as well. Uh, Fuck, Dally, yeah. the Host, long gone yeah. Dally now. Jesus um, Christ, that's nuts. Yeah, so like. It's meant because we literally played oh, yeah, that show. Yeah, you were heading over to England. We I literally you uh, saying it to me, packed man. up the van. Drove to the ferry and then went to Southampton and <laughs> started recording the album the next day. Yeah, look. So it was awesome. Let's talk about the album, man. First of all, I just put down a few notes, man. Congratulations on a stunning album. Nice one. It's literally the equivalent to turning up at a turkey shoot with a rocket launcher. That's the way <laughs> I fucking put it. It's just so fucking heavy. like. And I think you have successfully given the metal hardcore scene the shot in the arm it is needed with this brutally heavy album. But crucially, I think Baylor have given a voice to those that have been suffering from mental anxiety, betrayal, anger, frustration at a system that's constantly failed them here in Ireland. You've captured it all on disposable use. That's my take. Oh, man, fucking that. That's great for you to... Uh, everything you've said there about mental health is like... I'm gl- glad that you kind of got to pick up the message yeah. through it because, um, like, you're, this is the first conversation now I've had with someone who's heard the album fresh mm. yeah, <laughs> since, <laughs> since, like, in two years now. Yeah, after sitting that, on man. it. And, like, that's exactly how I hope people take the album is exactly what you just said there that's that's always been the hope is that people will hear the album hear the messages behind it like you just yeah. said and uh and really like let, let it hit home you know because there's a lot of real shit being talked and it's hard sometimes to remember like mm. what we've you know what our message is because we've been sitting on it for so long but yeah. like it's it's literally been waiting to get this off our chest and whenever when this podcast comes out everyone will have heard the album like yeah. this is yeah. you know so i can't wait like <laughs> to see like how people. does it feel kind of representing that generation that are that are being literally lost literally like that's all of us and our mates and you know like and it's just we were talking about this before the pandemic happened like the pandemic has only accelerated it and made it more obvious to more people i think you know i think before people didn't understand that there was like people did but you know it was kind of swept under the rug a little bit more whereas like the common man had to face sitting in a room with himself for six months and everyone started to go, oh, geez, fucking mental health is hard, isn't it? And then people started to become a a broader topic, like, you know, but shit's not been good for years. Like, there's been a lost generation in this country. People are hopeless, you know, and it's like trying to give a message and a voice to those people, like, you know, that like... It's a big responsibility, man. I mean, like, you've taken it on and and ran with it. The title as well is is brilliant, um... Talk about that. How did that come about? Yeah, like literally, Alex said it to me one day. We obviously been talking a lot about the topics of the album, like, and he said it to me one day, just straight away. I was like, I love how it sounds. I love what it means. It's just perfect. Mm. Like, and the, even Sean was like, it sounds like it's been so, it's something already. It's like it's not something already. So it's like we we looked it up and it's like it's not used or anything. Like, so really, like, yeah. So let's just fucking roll with it. Like, you know. Okay. Um, 
and it just represents the topics of the album perfect like you know yeah. uh, it is it's just about like the mentality and like the shit that people have to go through and of just people who are being forgotten and you yeah. know there's no help for a lot of people mm. out there you, we all know someone who were like fuck I wish there was some help for people like we that we all know people that uh, yeah, yeah. committed suicide exactly man it's getting ridiculous and that, but they're always like you know it's not it's like I'll oh, talk to a friend do that yeah like that all helps but like where in the system can is there help for any of these mm. people like do you know what yeah. I mean there isn't like yeah. do you know you fucking go into A&E suicidal and they just say uh, oh well, you're on a waiting list there you'll hear back in six months yeah. off with you yeah. in while you're suicidal like you know yeah. there's no there's no like even the doctors or the nurses nowhere to like point you there's yeah. not like it's fucking and bullshit said, man. and it's been that way forever like. yeah and this epidemic then just like spurled it completely out it's of even worse now like you yeah. know like so like okay so what we're gonna do is we're gonna listen to um a clip of the first track it's um blackout um Okay, so that's Blackout. What I picked up on it, because we're going to go track by track, if you don't mind. So the opening 25 seconds, man, is Slayer Seasons in the Abyss. I get the vibe (laughs) off that now. now, I know you didn't mean it or fucking anything like that, but what do you think of that? Uh, That's funny, because there's been... People have come to me and been like, this is specific, that intro is specifically something else. And then you're like, so it's cool that people are hearing like different things. Different things, But yeah. like, uh, literally it was, we we were just kind of messing with that riff idea. And then it was all about the tempo change for us. Okay. With that tempo change, we were like, this has to be the opening. Because <laughs> it just opens with a vibe. Yes. And then the and tempo change just kicks in yeah, then. And like, vibe, you like. just want to see violence then from that point. <laughs> yeah, violence, evil. Yeah, it's spot on. Um, he's singing there. Uh, I fell into the void. I let it swallow me whole there's no love that's pure that breakdown then at the end of that track man it's uh, and then it's just a real opening no I think like. from Alex just kind of really diving in straight yeah, away yeah it does that's what I was going to say bring you into the headspace of yeah, where it's, the album's it's, going it's like, the stage you know. for the album's dark lyrical passages yeah. there straight away um, so you're under no fucking illusions with that opening track oh yeah it's coming. like intended for yeah, sure like cool. yeah, yeah okay so uh, the next song then is Bastard Son and uh, we'll give Yeah. 
like if that's not proof that you all brought your A game to this album <laughs> nothing is that 42 seconds in of Dave and Sean's rhythm section like I mean right through that album it's awesome like but that again just that second sound just gives you no option but to go this is fucking serious shit here <laughs> yeah. like you know <laughs> um, what about raging. your memories of writing that song um, yeah like I just it was funny because we, we spent a year kind of just back and forth writing and I, I was at home one day and I just came up with like the first say it's like first 42 seconds of it okay. riff and I just called Sean I was like what are you doing nothing I'm, sorry, I'm coming to your house now so I was like I got a fucking riff idea <laughs> I just drove straight to Monkstown got in within about an hour of there like we had the whole song like wow. fucking flat out like and uh, <clears throat> we just like recorded it live sat outside and we were just like fuck yes <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> And we were just like, yeah, this is fucking, that's fire. Like, we're fucking delighted with that now. And uh, sent it on to Alex then. And he was just like, fuck yeah, I'll fucking have lyrics for that straight away. It was just one of those tunes. And sometimes you're like, if it came together that fast, you know, like, it's fucking good. Like, yeah, you know, and yeah, we're yeah, all yeah. just like seriously buzzing on the track, you yeah. know. And uh, yeah, it just, I think it was good to have it opening because it's like, that's kind of like the first track. Because the first track is, even though it's a song, it's kind of, it's the opening passage. Yeah. And then it's just like, bang, here yeah. we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so and, and yeah, that's it's just like, brilliant the way you've, you've that, the whole way through the album, the way it's, it's um, paced. It's yeah. really, really impressive. And we'll talk about the producer. He probably has an input in relation to that as well. But again, um, the lyrics, nowhere to run, my head weighs a ton, burnt out of 21, a bastard son. Great lyrics. Yeah, yeah. No, Alex knocked it out of the park yeah. with this one. Like, but it's all real as well. Like, yeah. you know, and like again, it's not necessarily like um like a biography like standpoint. It's talking from like his it's, point of view, but like the point of view of a generation yeah, as well. The point the of view of our you're hearing uh, yeah, about yeah, other yeah. people and is it Emilus did the video for Mount Emult. Uh, okay. I think that's how you pronounce yeah. it, I'm not sure. Like I he did the Genghis Tron, I don't know if you ever heard of them. They were like just this weird like uh, like hardcore band with like a drum programming shit okay. and like like thirteen years ago they put up this epic album at, uh, called Board Up the House right. and then they came back with a brand new album uh, just this year and they had a video the lead video for that uh, was done by your man Mount Deba it's unreal video he was checking out by Genghis Tron they're yeah. a weird band but they're class and uh, I was just thought that video was unreal it hit him up initially he was like quoted us a price that was just like way too high we were just like yeah. sorry man no yeah. worries and then he was like well like what what is your budget and we were like to be honest we didn't even want to tell you our budget because we don't want to insult you if that's your price yeah um and he was like oh my grandmother was from ireland and you know I, I would love to, to like Literally. work with that's you guys because so the track good. is good and yeah, yeah you guys yeah, yeah. are and he's like i've never worked with an irish hardcore band and it's just something i feel like i want to do uh, so he was just like what's your budget story. and then we were like this is our budget he was like if you could just stretch it this tiny little bit i'll do it for you oh, but it's not a digital like it's a digital end result but it's an analog video so like he, all of everything you see in it is like shit that he literally physically gathers no for the video and then and like there's no camera processes it processes like whatever analog gear he has like and then that's how the video is made like so yeah. like everything is like it's a real art piece like it's not a even though it's just like fucking like just frame 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 it's all shit and that's what's even more impressive is like he spent so much time to get it and it's like but it creates a vibe like yeah, over, you know i think it's the short song on the album is it uh, yeah and like that was again one of the reasons like we actually asked him to do another song initially yeah. and he was just like it's gonna cost me so it'll cost yeah, yeah. you guys this much for that much okay. time of music do you have any shorter tunes and we said 
accepted that one. He was just like, yeah, I have to do a Perfect. video for this one. <laughs> so, and the, and yeah. the feedback, even on the comment section below, like a lot of people said that's their favorite song so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strange, so, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And it's like, because um, it is, it'd be one of my favorite. Like, well, all the singles are definitely one of my favorite songs. Okay. Like, but like that one is like the most raging one. <laughs> Class, man. Okay, so the next song is Out of Frame. Um, really like this song, actually. had fun on that track man oh fuck yeah what was the inspiration in relation to that track especially with the guitar um it was definitely that was definitely one that was like we were in a room together probably just had like the first riff okay in my head and uh just like ask Sean to do something like that with drums <laughs> and then it just went from there I think and we ended up like all four of us were in the room together so it was definitely a back and forth like yeah. fuck go this way with it okay. go this way with it okay. and like once we were kind of up to the the bit where it's like fuck you yeah, and drop it was just yeah. kind of like reworking then what we'd already had to, for the, towards for the second half and the ending yeah. but doing it doing it in a different way like when okay. that riff comes back then it comes back with the octave yes. pedal and stuff yes. so like, yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah, so. that is one of those songs now live will be ferocious oh like. yeah yeah and like that's third track on the album yeah. the outro to that is probably the first breather on the album because it's a kind of the riff repeats for a while yeah. but that's the first point maybe in the album where you're like sit back kind of nod your head for a second I think up until then you're getting hammered like yes. a little bit like, yes. so. So, yeah it's, it sums it up nicely so the next one is Cruel Master worked with uh, Brady from Conjurer on that shout out to Brady yeah you bastard <laughs> <laughs> how did that come about and was it an obvious single yeah like uh, I think when the, when all 
the tracks were recorded that was like everyone was like that's definitely and I think I had another idea maybe for another single and even the producer Lou Johns was like that's the single he was okay. like trust me yeah, yeah. that's the one like wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ it's cool and, uh, when something like that just everybody agrees and go yeah that's the one yeah yeah you know um, and it was yeah so it was it was class um yeah, it's like I had that riff for so long, that opening riff, and yeah. um, just got to like, just gave it to Sean one day, and he was started doing the opening draw, and like that was, I think in for years like we'd been trying to do something with that riff, but we didn't really know where to go with it. Oh, right, it's and an then, old one, like yeah. yeah, it's a kind of riff we've had, but we never really knew. We always thought it had a vibe, but we never yeah. knew really where to go with it or what to put over it. And then Sean just one day started doing all the mental drums. We were like, that's exactly what this Fucking needed, man. like you know, that kind and of. And even there. the that kind of. It's not quite a solo, but just that guitar line that's hanging over it. Um, how did that come about again? Was that yeah. developed on, in rehearsal? Yeah, like um, I probably did something like vaguely like that on the spot when we were writing. Um, but like we we wanted to do a lot more stuff like uh, like the that was similar to Long Gone on the last EP. Yes, yeah. That was the only track that had that sort of. Uh, I say it's not really a solo. It's not really a lead, but it's just doing like high end yes. guitar stuff rather than low yeah. chunky riffage. Yeah, it just hangs over the it's song. It's hanging, nicely, yeah. yeah. And like the bass is so heavy oh, with yeah. what Dave does that yeah. I can kind of get away with doing that stuff yeah. without losing the overall like weight Power. or the heaviness yeah. of the song, yeah, you know. Spot on. Um, yeah. So like we want definitely, there's a bit of that in the album and I consciously was trying to not have it all just like down on the low strings yeah have a nice mix and yeah, like would, it, passages that kind of tell a story of a like, like, no exactly the last fucking thing you want especially with your and you know what as well with that hanging riff as well that come across really good live yeah oh for sure like and we were playing that before you probably you, i don't know if you remember but you would have seen it like in dali that time yeah we would and we sound checked it i don't know if, so you might no, remember, but, remember that but we played I know that you too. were you were messing around yeah yeah and like we played that that, that night there? and stuff as well Jesus. like you know but um like we, it was we played that song a few times before we recorded it and it was always like captivating the crowd we could tell like so yeah. like again like that we knew that was probably a good single choice because yeah. we just saw people were getting captivated by that song so okay and Sam Lee then this is a strange one man like he works with human rights refugee issues international conflict how did he come yeah, into like, scope well like he does all that stuff as well and like he's um, like he's oh, a photojournalist does unbelievable photojournalism yeah. uh, but he also works with our buddies in Pam Reader and he did all the ah, videos and okay. the live stream for their new album that came out like November last year wow um, and he's also like does like t- like tour photography with Employed to Serve Black Peaks yeah um, he's done some work for Slipknot and stuff as well um, he can't photo- have been cheap how he did does, that come about? Well, like literally, he's just he's friends. We're friends with the Pam Reader boys, like so. Um, I and I, 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 I've met Sam at festivals before with with the Pam Reader lads and stuff. So I just kind of messaged him and asked him, and he gave us a price with that was in our budget and was up for doing it. And like, but we we said like we this is our you know general idea for the song. This is what it's about. Here's a song, but like beyond that, we need you to give us a video. Like we don't, we can't film you nothing for you or nothing. And so he did everything himself, like from there, like you know. And the results are incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's an awesome video, man. Yeah, he smashed it. Okay, and this is one of my favorites. Next, strung out.
My God. So, like, again, this is only my take, and it's like Baylor doing punk mixed with Motorhead. I swear uh, to God. It's fucking brilliant, man. Uh, I love hearing people's um, takes on stuff because it's always so different, which is cool. Of course, like, yeah, 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 but yeah. I love just hearing what people kind of hear out of it. And, I can, and then now that you've said it, I can hear it straight away too. Yeah, like, and yeah. the fucking pummeling drums on that. Like, I think that's the Motorhead vibe, is it? it, it, it that it's just that it kind is, of constant absolutely, beat. Like, yeah, absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and this, the guitar is punky as well, man. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, But Alex takes this song by the balls, like, oh, literally. Like. The groove that he added to the song with his <laughs> vocals are so good, like, you yeah. know, they groove and they're so real and the lyrics are unbelievable. Again, like, you know. uh, there's a common theme run through with lies and betrayal um, so far in the first four or five songs. He's, he seems to be kind of emphasising that a lot. Um, but yeah. And just a headspace, I think, of like when you're really going through like bad headspace yeah. I think that really kind of captured on this song yeah, like, Paranoia you know, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, like that yeah of course yeah. Yeah. tell us how it came about Jam Jam I think again I think like I would have had the first riff I think mm-hmm. like the which is just like these kind of weird chords yeah. um, and then just had the idea to have it with a downbeat then and okay. the because we knew we wanted plenty of downbeats on this album. Because <laughs> we only had Succeeded. a few downbeats on the older yeah, stuff. But yeah, then we it's, were it's just like, fuck. Point. It was only uh, afterthought that we were like, there's not many downbeats on our music. And that was never intentional to have yeah. so little downbeats. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. so like, we're going to go fucking all in on the downbeats for the album. And uh, yeah, no, with that, that riff is actually, it's all with HM2 as well. And like, usually you'd assume like uh, the HM2 kind of sounding guitar tones is like just ridiculously ridiculously heavy yeah. like whatever nails and all that stuff yes, but actually, then we we're just yeah. kind of using the like nasty sound of it for a vibe rather than actually having it like a super chunky song and it's not until the very end of the song then where we yeah. just went full chunk then like, yeah yeah <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. cuz like, I think the drums disguise that yeah until, so, yeah and I'm playing higher up stuff as well yeah. rather than power chords throughout the whole song yeah. so I think it kind of just it creates a gnarly vibe rather yeah. than just yeah. being like Big super shout chunky shout out to Sean as well man oh he Fucking smashed on this hell. album the stamina like <laughs> that he nuts. needed to do it like yeah so that's a standout track for me straight away Maybe it's just because I'm old school as well. I think, to be honest, that was one of the first tracks we had for the album. Really? Um, and it was probably with another section of tracks that all got scrapped originally. But that song was always was like one of our favourites. And we've been playing it live for a while and people always went mad for, for the middle part of it. Yeah. So cool. we're just like, we have to keep it. Okay, next one, Scourge. That's fucking class. Um, that's another great one for live. Yeah. I would say live vibe off that is brilliant. It's heavy as fuck. The chorus is perfect. Yeah. Um, and the breakdown. Yeah, it's a funny breakdown. story with that breakdown. Like, um, I can vividly remember it, like, in my head. Having, we had the verse, first chorus, first chorus for that song yeah. written for, like, a long time. We, we were, like, so good, but what are we going to do with the song? Yeah. And it was literally me and Dave on the way to practice one day. And we were just like in the queue for the Jack Lynch tunnel <laughs> waiting to get through. Yeah. And Dave was like, 
what if we did this? <laughs> he just literally hopped that riff at me and I was like, that sounds unreal. We're about 10 minutes away from no jamming. Way. As soon as we got in, we were like, Sean, get fucking gear going now. <laughs> we're fucking, we got to practice this riff straight away. And, and then Alex shows it. up about 20 minutes later and then we're like, we got this riff. And he was just like, yes, lads. And that, that was just like that. But Dave just literally was like, what if we did this? And it was like, and that was the riff and it was just banging. And, just, and what, yeah. what about the title, Scourge? Is it aimed at anything? Or? Yeah, well, like, um, again, Alex came up with that. It's like the whole song really kind of just covers like our contempt for government and okay, cool. all that stuff and like just the way again it's just like it's like a tribute just the fuck you song the middle yeah. finger to society kind of yeah. thing like where it's just like as you say soul down the river all those yes. lyrics like that yeah. it's just like yeah a bitter song towards authority I think yeah. <laughs> but yeah. also just like fun as fuck as yeah. well so. I mean what did the clock in at 1 minute 54 yeah so like yeah, that and made. Bastard Son are the yeah. two the short and snappy songs on the yeah. album like you know so Gateway Drug, which was um, the first single, man. Um, whew. It's it definitely, I'd say, caught people on the hop in relation to the, the direction of the yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, th- I think that was very brave out of you. We'll give it a listen anyway. So that's why I picked that segment of the song. Again, it's uh, Alex's lyrics, I presume, yeah? He wrote yeah, them, yeah? Another yeah. product of the fucked society, losing touch with reality, nothing brings us satisfaction. We bide our time as it continues collapsing. And written before the pandemic. <laughs> and, yeah. No doubt about that. The more man. relevant note. Yeah. Um, perfect lyrics. Um, right. Talk to me about how we came about Gateway Drug. This is a great like I've I've put it up on Twitter but like not everyone will see that because you know many follow you on Twitter but like who Dave yeah who the fuck the nobody the follows same. us on Twitter man you know <laughs> like, we don't got much going on in there but that's where you will get all the inside scoops <laughs> but uh, I was just put on there that Dave, Dave wrote all the riffs for that song and it's the one song in the album where he wrote all the riffs for um, and they're fucking banging riffs like I love the riffs and then it was the one song where. It's just funny, like, even afterwards, Alex is like, I just want to try something different with the vocals on the chorus of this one. Yeah. And we're like, we should have done way more of that. And he was like, fuck, should have, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it was just one of those things, an experiment where you're just like, fuck, I'll do way more of that in the future yeah. now just because it sounds fucking cool. Just, like, yeah, it broadens you know? the scope. Yeah, of yeah. And it was just so, a new thing he wanted to do. And Gianna and Nicole, is it? Yeah, like, the funny story. We what were just there? we were just sitting there, like, the last couple of days in the studio, was just kind of going over okay. the tracks and seeing, like, is there anything we could add? Any, are the tracks yeah, missing anything? Yeah, because you came in early, didn't you? Nine, you did, you'd done in nine? Nine days. We booked 11, 11 to do yeah. 10 songs. Because okay. usually the first day you don't record anything. Yeah. And uh, so it's like, you're just kind of setting stuff up. But uh, So this is an example of that. I know. Yeah, on, and then, so, like, we're nine days in, we get the whole thing finished. So we spent the last two days then we'll just sit back listen to the track see what that's when Lewis as a producer then kind yes. of really came on where okay. it's like what what do you think we're just like if you think the songs are missing anything anything yeah. else we could do now's yeah, the yeah, time you know yeah. and he was like oh, I'd lo- I think we need a girl vocal on this track we were like what are we going to do there and uh, then fuck there's like girls recording with um, Neil Kennedy who's another big producer who works out of that studio and uh, he's recording 
band and like, I don't know their name now, but okay. they they were recording next door and Lou was, was like, Oh, you should go uh you should go and we were all just like stoned in the studio be like, Oh man, I can't go in and ask them and uh, <laughs> like a load of kids and uh we were like, Joe, our photographer, he's there with us. We're like, You go ask. Girls love you, go on, you go ask and uh, he's like he's just like, All right, no worries, no worries and he goes in and he comes back then and uh two girls are like, Yeah, we're up for doing it and uh, and, and like they were young, like, you know, just like they were both a bit younger than us, okay. like yeah, yeah, yeah. But what, I mean in their twenties like were they, um, they were probably like an indie rock okay, style kind okay, of band right, like yeah yeah, yeah. so like not metal or whatever but they were like well up for it it's actually one of the girls had an M, like had a band t-shirt on and we were at a gig the night before in Southampton oh, and they had one me. of the t-shirts that, so we, we were like oh we were obviously at the same gig s- so like situations like yeah, that and, uh, so like, cool. oh, and uh, Lou, Lou was just like we would we kind of explained to her what, what we wanted and she was like yeah no worries like no hesitance like she did it and like I, you know it's not easy to walk into a room full of strangers of who want your vocal on a track <laughs> and then just do it you know and, uh, it was so fucking perfect yeah like. and it just added so much to the track we were all just like it's so good like oh, um, man. that's a great story fair play to her like you know like I not if someone had come in to us be like oh will you come put a vocal down the track like, be guy nah, I don't know anyone <laughs> like in there <laughs> So let's talk about the video, man. The video is great. It got like eight or nine thousand views so yeah. far. It was filmed by it's Paul. The most viewed one, like so yeah. far. So it's funny that way, like isn't yeah. it? Where it's like a different. It's a different single, like compared to the rest, like you know. Yeah, I I don't know about that. It's it's probably. I suppose everybody that knew he had to check it out first of all. Yeah, yeah. And then it's been so it had been so it, long. Yeah, like, and yeah, then exactly, it moved yeah. on. Like so, I wouldn't be worried over that but I mean it's excellent so Paul Flynn uh, filmed it shout out to Paul yeah mate. and then the this is where the weird shit happens with me is Carl Whitbread of We Lost the Sea video edited oh yeah because he's in that sick band as well yeah yeah, yeah I mean yeah. my my so album like, arrived on my door two days ago. Wow. We lost to see 330 uh, versions of this gold-plated vinyl. Yeah, man. And I'm looking at this and I'm going, what the fuck? I'm <laughs> He's interviewing Chris and Carl. Did His that music is showing up from halfway across the world. That is bizarre, man. They're in Australia. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, got into this band, Cursed Earth, uh, oh, yeah. from Australia. Yeah. Um, another like HM2 kind of band, like gnarly gnarly as fuck mm-hmm. and uh he did a bunch of their visualizers so that's kind of how which i was uh, interested in okay and uh, he did one of their videos um oh man i can't remember the name of it now it's, it's probably one of their biggest videos right. but uh i just thought the video was sick and i got onto him and i was like this is our budget we'll film everything we just look for someone to edit it and he was just like yeah no bother and like i think what it is as well is the our budget was more money in Australia so it was like you know like a oh, hundred right. okay. yeah, yeah. euros is like 150 yes. you go for us we were like yeah we should get people there then. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah no and he he smashed it we, we, we were going to get him to do another video but just couldn't fit us in so it's just probably a good timing as well like you know yeah. but uh, and like yeah. were you aware of, of, he, of that band what we lost to see not initially when I got onto him and then I kind of started to see he was doing stuff because he's in a couple of bands and he does their visuals as well so that's kind of how I started to find out about that but we lost to see I think this is a band that were like supporting Carnival all around um they're, Australia they're but I found out about all this after I got found about about him as a videographer and then started to be like oh he also does all that Isn't as that well. mad, like, it's unreal know, small world like, yeah cool okay uh, this this next one um, again it's, it's another one I fucking love uh, no apologies
Oh my god. I love that song so much. So have a guess. Trash band beginning with S, not Slayer. <laughs> I just keep, I don't know. I, uh, I can't take. I'll push it towards South America. It's not like it's not Sepultura, is yeah. it? Is it? Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. Trash, propaganda. Yeah. That's dope, I don't know, man. Do you know that fucking song? It's it's back in Arise, that album Arise, Propaganda. I probably do then, yeah. Like, honestly, I haven't been listening to Sepultura's like, albums very much in the last few years, but like, grew up like as a teenager listening yeah. to all that stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. This is definitely something from the old school. And I went rooting and I went, yeah, Sepultura, but what songs? Well, is there Propaganda, man? Fucking savage. Man. There savage. you go again. It's Just the, something, the, the, the no, dirty. It's, it's the massive rhythm and yeah, the, and the yeah. vocals again. Yeah, like yeah, It's yeah. fucking like harsh and in your fucking face. Yeah, yeah, like. yeah. The vocals are ridiculous on that yeah. on the verses in that one. Um, you had so much fun, I think, on that song, creating soundscapes, the brooding soundscapes. And that's very different now, again, from other songs. So Yeah, like this is definitely like the most tap dance pedal board song for me like yeah yeah <laughs> this like even when we were relearning for bloodstock this was the one i was struggling with okay. just to remember like all the pedal changes yeah. in the song uh, and to be nailing it like there's a few sections where you're like boom 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 in the next yeah. section like uh, <laughs> but no it's like that octave pedal like in the verse is something i wanted to like litter the album in and it's on about four songs i think um and it just adds such another layer of impact yeah recording that was really fun because it's all based on feedback as well in that section so i like a lot of the riffs are done in just in another room with the amps in another room but then anything with feedback i did at the end and i had to go into a room but the amps like we we were recording like we had 200 watt amps like turned up like to (laughs) eight or nine like you know ridiculous volume and like <laughs> even with what like headphones, like, you feel like you're getting blown over. Like it's like there. Like, like? Used a Mesa boogie dual rectifier with a Mesa oversized cabinet, and then uh, I had like two Zilla uh, two by twelves with a fifty one fifty, and it's a the guitar tone is a blend of those two amps. Okay. recorded once left and recorded once right. Yeah. Uh, so there's like four amps essentially with two takes, uh, but like standing in, in in the room like in front of it it was literally like you feel like you're getting blown over so loud like and how many uh, and how many takes did it take you to do it actually just took me a minute to adjust in there to where i was like could just okay. like get the amp because like i can usually like a lot a lot of this album like i can't use a kemper or anything like that mm. i have to stand in front of a cab like for a lot of the sh- there's so much feedback on the yeah. album where i have to just literally stop playing while stood in front of a cab and um like that type of thing took a while to adjust to because yeah. it's just so loud yeah. inside in there but like it was great to get all that stuff done but even especially with the octave pedal like as well and you can hear it all those with the octave pedal creates this weird sound it does feedback it's brooding and stuff. like, like it's yeah yeah I kind of like it again it suits the lyrics and it's just, just dark fucking, like yeah, yeah you know it's it's that brooding kind of darkness that's there over and the, 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 the beat then going with the floor tom as well just like keeping just crazy, loads of low end in there yeah, yeah. so um, that's an obvious reason for me why it's one of my favorites. Um, again, that can change, like, but Jesus yeah, yeah. Christ. Okay, uh, this is an interesting one. There is a love that remains, even the title. Uh, we'll give it a listen first of all. There is a love that remains! There is a love that remains 
very interested in this. I'm going to ask you something. A lot of the time, I, I would say nearly 90% in bands, um, it's music will always dictate the lyrics. Was there any situations where sometimes the lyrics um, dictated the way the music would be structured? Um, L- out to there. Lyrically, maybe not necessarily like where where Alex would give me the lyrics and then write a song. There was maybe a bit of that, but a lot of times it, he would tell me what he wanted from a song. Oh, so right, we would talk right, a lot okay. about that like as well. Talk about that. Then, like yeah. where he'd have like an idea for a song, not necessarily the whole lyrics, yeah. but he'd like, I want to write a song about this and okay. I've got this maybe line or this mm. verse and thinking that a song should have like this energy and then I'll kind of take that away okay. then and kind of sit with it right. or come back then to the practice and I got a few ideas and start kind of working on it that way so there definitely nice. was a bit okay. of that um, interestingly enough on this track it was just I just literally just started humming it to my phone one day with an idea and just didn't it's weird to never really do this like but I just hummed out like pretty much what you hear musically like and then was just like fuck this is sick and then just went home and demoed <laughs> it and, <laughs> that, and, just, and then just like gave it to the lads and was like that's the only song and like, like Sean, in fairness, now did like re like make a lot of the drum parts better and stuff. Mm. But uh, like, pretty like pretty much what you hear guitar wise and drum wise is like what I heard. And then it's funny because what Alex put over that song is like a poem almost. Like you yes. know, it's um, and it's it's just it's mad how it came together. But it came together again very easily. Apart from Sean, he didn't have have an easy time <laughs> with that one initially. Of, yeah, that's like that was the most challenging song for him. For him yeah. Um, there's a few different changes like yeah like, and it's it's a very fast song a lot of double bass yeah. uh, just the drums are just like there's a lot of it's, you need a lot of stamina for that track yeah. like you know um, and you know so but uh, yeah it's it's kind of he can play it now no bother and, and enjoy it but yeah it's so a weird like, one it came like, together kind so of basically um, the darkness of the music is driving the lyrics a lot of a lot the of time it. like yeah yeah Fair and enough. a lot of time like Alex is telling me what he wants out of a song and like we had a common we talked a lot creating this album about what we wanted the songs to be like before we were even writing them so okay. we knew the vibe that we were trying to create musically yeah. and then running with that and then like anything that we wrote that didn't kind of like fall into that wasn't really kept it was just wow. kind of you know and uh, like even Gateway Drug as you say is kind of a different song that was going to be scrapped but then when Alex Jesus. recorded the vocals for it in studio we were like that might actually be the best song like you know it was just was it, did it come that far like it, well if we, if we had say like we had the studio booked we had our songs written if yeah. the studio was booked maybe two months later we might have been like we've got more time let's try and write another song and get rid of that one okay. do you know but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. then by the time like Alex changed it around in studio and what he did with the chorus and everything we were like that's, that's so good yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, just yeah. as good as any other song now on the album yeah, like class, but it, you know man. so it's okay uh, last song um, Fester I deliberately picked that part because Jack Goring of Negative Measures, um, shout out to them from Brighton, uh, appears on it. Um, how'd that come about? Yeah, like, so those guys are legends. Um, there's like, uh, their bass player, Oscar, has been kind of like uh, supporting us for a long time, like from the UK. And when we played Mammoth Fest, 
Oh, yeah, uh, okay, he yeah. came to see us because he's right. from Brighton, and uh, we kind of discovered that he'd been supporting us for a while. Yeah, and uh, he came to see us burpy beer. <laughs> <laughs> he came to see us. Um, came to see us a few times then, and we got became friends. And then we went over. He organised a gig for us in Brighton on one of our trips over there, and Negative Measures supported. And just as soon as we saw that band, we were just like, "Ye have it." you have it whatever it is i'm into it and i want to see more and i want to and we just became friends and like he he was there at bloodstock did that did his bit of bloodstock and uh you know we we got the lads in like to do their part with us and stuff you know and um yeah just become friends with the lads like we were gonna do a gig or like a run of shows together in march mm. 2020 and we actually had to pull out of doing those shows they did like two or three and then had to pull just it was right yeah, when the yeah, pandemic yeah, yeah. hit like yeah. it's just a fortunate but would definitely love to play with those guys okay, again like, cool. you know. like how important is it to collaborate with other musicians as a guitarist yourself yeah like I, I absolutely love it like and then I just think guest vocals for me have always been a part of my favourite albums and hardcore like yeah. uh, a lot of like my favourite hardcore bands and stuff that just give they get on a vocalist from another awesome <laughs> band and it just I don't know it gets me really excited when you hear another vocal and it's like it's no knock on Alex in any way it's just literally it's brings no, another no. flavour yeah. to certain parts of the album we obviously didn't want to like do too many on this album because it's our debut album yeah. um, so we just did, we went for two that we kind of thought were appropriate and uh, just wanted Brady on that track thought that like his like higher pitched voice would bring different energy to that yeah. middle part of the song and then we just knew like Jack's nasty like he's also comes on with such a rhythm yeah like to that section we just had that section which is like it's all it's just like a template do something with that yeah it's got a very basic groove and a kind of a cool sound going on and then he just literally lifted that whole yeah. section up with a really cool groove and cool cool lyrics like and we we gave him the lyrics to the song told him what it was about like two days before he came in wow and then he just came in with like those verses written and they were they're so good just like, done you know? like that yeah like, and he was just like he was like i was just whatever headspace he was in he was like i was kind of really like he connected able to do this when you got onto me for it like so yeah. yeah is it a kind of much of a discussion amongst you in relation to some songs going oh you know maybe this this vocalist would suit this like it was a kind of a thing it, where we had a bunch of vocalists in no, mind I know, I know, and like then playing, seeing do playing, we have a section that suits them yeah of. playing live like you have uh, Xander and you'll have a few others yeah yeah well, yeah, like, yeah, and, yeah and that's a great thing man exactly yeah yeah and that's all it always just as well going to gigs over the years it's not just it's such a buzz and someone comes up and grabs the mic and just fucking gets the room going (laughs) and everyone starts going for it like you know it just brings a new energy to the room but like it wasn't really considered a thing where it was like we'll be able to get these guys up the whole time Hmm. but like that you'd have other people in mind who like might be around at other gigs that'll be able to jump up for certain guest vocals and you could be like oh do you want to jump up for the guest vocal in that song tonight because the other guy's not here so you, you can do it if you want and, yeah. you know, it just becomes this fun thing yeah then, it like, is and it is and it's uh, great for an audience yeah and if we don't have a guest vocalist and there's an audience are into it we can just put the mic out like you know or whatever so. yeah the sprint and uh, was it the obvious closer Vester? yeah written as a closer as okay. well so like so what I will say about the album is the opener and the closers were written that way and like the as the album took shape everything was consciously put in its place like the track listing was conscious as we were creating this right. album, tracklessly changed as new songs would come about. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, that song now needs to go here. And then yeah. it was the first and the last song were the last two to be written. Okay. Yeah. We had the bones of the album written. And we were like, we need a really cool opener and a really cool closer. And yeah. we knew what, like, what dynamic that needed. And, like, it was funny because this one's tuned a good bit lower. It's tuned down in drop B flat. Everything else is in drop C. Yes, you can hear it. Yeah. And, uh, 
<laughs> Alex walked in. This is the last song written, as I say, about a month before we go into the studio. And Alex comes in and played it. We were like, oh, yeah, it's in drop B flat. And he's like, why isn't the whole album in drop B flat? <laughs> he was like, why are you doing this now? Why are you writing drop B flat? <laughs> At the very end, he was like, I want I said ever. So it's like definitely something now he, he's going to be looking for more of in the future. It's like, okay. I want more of yeah. those drop B flat songs. Yeah, and, and again, <laughs> that's why I said, is it an obvious cause? There is to me. And um, yeah, definitely. again, it, it emphasizes the darkness, the frustration, the anxiety. Um, the way Alex said it is like, not everything needs a happy ending. No, this song does, This album doesn't have a happy ending yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not a happy I ending agree. at all like you know i agree it yeah. doesn't need to have a happy ending that was the final track fest or um was there songs left out no 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 uh last thing i'd just say as well is like i think that the last three songs are like for me were written as like the closing okay of the album so like i think you know you when you come into no apologies it gets even darker than it has mm. been and that's when we were kind of just taking a dark, nasty closing to the album. And as you say, it's not like we're kind of like turning around with a big positive message for the end. We're not. We're just, yeah. it's like absolute like this is all steel with it, onslaught yeah. of aggression yeah. and pain and, yeah. you know, getting a message off your chest. And it's not, things don't always have a shiny ending. As no, you say, so, I mean, yeah. to Lewis John's eternal credit as well, he, he fucking knocked it out of the park with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like he did, he <laughs> like the, what you hear is basically the first mix he gave us the first mix wow, and we were just like shit holy yeah. shit the first that, mix you literally this. fucking nailed like exactly what we said what we, we, what we were talking about for the two weeks in the studio with you as we were recording it you've just given us that now back like yeah. <laughs> and like a lot of, that never happens like no there was like a few tweaks but it wasn't to the actual mix it was just like oh that like Tom there might could be louder or like we just need a little bit more ride bell on that song yeah. it could come up a bit in volume but like there was nothing like guitars needed to go up or down or yeah. change or drums needed to change Jesus. it was just like you smashed it like you know yeah. uh, so, <laughs> and then he mastered it as well and uh, any just, ideas of of why that is the case with Lewis I mean we just re- I don't know man like it's weird, like, you know, it's not to knock anyone else we've ever worked with. It's just very mm. hard for someone to understand what's in your head when you're talking to someone. And for some reason, he just, we were able to, like, work on the same page where he knew what we were after. But we were sending him demos, like, uh. that sounded nothing like what the album sounds like in the end. But they were, just, but they were like, the this vibe. is just or raw, organic, what the song is live in a room when mm. we're playing it. These are the tempos. Like, all the tempo click tracks that we made for the album were all reverse engineered from live demos we would play the song and then be like what tempo did we play that because we played it perfect that time yeah and then make the click tracks to match that it wasn't like kind of not that everything was literally reverse engineered from like us creating a vibe in a room let's reverse engineer that and figure out how we can get that on record and And we'd been talking to lewis for months before going over because i met him in arc tangent 2019 and uh, we just spent like a night drinking beers talking about music and stuff and he was asking me a lot of stuff and that was a great chance like well in advance because it's very hard over email or phone or anything to really explain to someone what you're looking for with like a few examples you know so I was really able because like I'd say something and he'd be like oh this and be like no not that and And what do you think is his uh, best quality as a producer and master he's just really easy to work with and does get he just gets the best out of you like like as a guitarist now for example so sell the idea to another guitarist that's gone in there like well yeah gear is number one like, <laughs> I brought all my gear and didn't use any of it Fuck like <laughs> I, mean, I used two cabs and my guitar yeah. like but like even like what guitars actually were you using I used uh, 
my the, the one I've been using live for years okay. the, that like a uh, kind of orangey yep. kind of tigery kind of mm. finish um, uh, ESP LTD telly that I have yeah. and I used put a Fishman pickup in it Oh, you were o- going over to there. The Fishman. Yeah, 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 and I put the Fishman pick. I tr- I bought one because I wanted to try it. Put it in, in, tried it, and it was just like instantly. This is exactly <laughs> what I was looking for. So they, good purchase. And then uh, Dave ended up hooking me up now with pickups for all my guitars. Oh. And I've bought a bunch of new like ESP since. It was a good thing about being uh, on lockdown. All our money wasn't being spent on tour all the time, so yeah. I ended up getting a few more instruments. <laughs> Why but, not? Uh, man? Yeah, exactly. And but. as I said, like every one of you brought your A game, but I mean, you can bring your A game to a producer and he mightn't fucking capture it properly. Lewis did. Um, talk to me about, uh, were you there when he was doing the drums? Drum oh yeah, was there. we were all there for the whole yeah. thing. And yeah, like even like that, he'd line up all the snares in the room and be like, blind test me and Sean, turn around. Fucking, I'm gonna hit four snares. You tell me which is the best sounding one. I okay. don't. It's not gonna be you wanted that one because it was that brand, or I wanted that. Yeah, one yeah, yeah. It, so just tell me which is the best sound, and then he'd be like, "I agree." It was nearly the same thing. He was like, "I think that's the best one too." <laughs> yeah, and we'd be picking all the same shit. It was never really a case of like uh, arguing or ever. Yeah. We just knew he knew what we were going for. Yeah. He. Dave, before Dave's we even arrived fucking... he knew what snare he was going to use wow. but he didn't like push it on us he was like blind test and he was like yeah that's the one I wanted Jesus to use too like, even and Dave's like, bass is like a fucking panzer division man. yeah and yeah rumbling on that like, yeah. Jesus and Christ. I think he actually ended up getting like loads of gear himself after working with Dave because Dave is just like a bass guru like yeah. and like, Lewis was inspired by Dave's wow. like gear stuff and, like he went away and bought a Dingval bass straight away because uh, Dave had like three Dingvals in the studio There's, he's got like three Dingvals used across the album like and okay. he's just mad for cause Dave doesn't drink or smoke or anything yeah. or yeah. like so he just he, he spends his money on bases and, and, <laughs> and, and, and I love guys like that because yeah, yeah. he's not a guitarist or he's that's an actual thing, bass actual player, bass player such like, a hang up o- over yeah, that with bands yeah, like yeah, just yeah, a constant that's pickle. why I love the dude but even when I met him I was like an actual bass player <laughs> dude's got bases and all that bass gear not just like yeah. some cheap shit in the corner gathering no, dust behind his guitars and Alex again <laughs> what he brought out of Alex as a vocalist as a mm. as a producer man Alex like, I think spent like a total of about an hour and a half two hours in the vocal booth doing that album like he was just like so like prepared and then oh, Lewis would just me. like throw ideas at him um, and he'd just try it and like a lot of, they just gelled really well together as well and yeah. like that like, that's crucial like. yeah exactly like I mean a lot of the stuff in Gateway Drug I, like he just kind of hit record and I just throw down a line and I was, oh he's like I'm not actually sure about the fucking rhythm of that it's just that's kind of just the idea I had and what do you think mm. Lewis and then Lewis would be like I think you should do it this way and then he'd be like, oh, that's unreal. And then literally one take, Alex was like, one or two takes, you know, and he'd be like, Brilliant. bang out what Lewis is. So he's just kind of, they just knew yeah. what each other it's, wanted. It's, it's and, so important. It's yeah. so fucking important. Because as you said, you finished it in nine days and you had two days. Yeah, to spare. And like, you know, like, again, we were very prepared yeah. going in, you know. Um, Lesson for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but we've experienced doing this as well, like, and you know drummers are always the ones that usually get a shock in the studio like and like Sean had been in the studio with us enough to know like he needed to be prepared for it like because drums are hard it's it's like the worst job is being a drummer in a metal band (laughs) (laughs) but like he smashed it man Jesus Christ almighty Um, so did you self fund the album? yeah wow yeah everything like literally everything and 
yeah, we haven't been given any money, like, for anything. Like, our vinyls have been done for us, like, through Absurd Records. Like, shout yeah, out to shout Alex. Shout out to Alex. Yeah, yeah like, cool. what a legend. Like, but, like, he he knew we were kind of upset we weren't getting vinyls and he wanted to work with us on it and he, he got the vinyls like so like go pick up a vinyl from yeah. him like he's an absolute legend he'll be doing hopefully vinyls for more bands as well like if it goes well like you know but um, yeah absolute legend like he that's the only help we got with anything in terms of finance like is the vinyl uh, other than that like literally all the studio paid for that all, ourselves, all the videos everything and like I don't know what it costs, like, but it was a lot. Yeah, but like, yeah, uh, we yeah. didn't really give a shit about that, to be honest. Like, we just wanted to be proud of oh, our debut me. album, like, you know, Jesus so, Christ, yeah. um, and we are like so. <laughs> it's how it's, it sounds, it's how be, it comes across, how it it's looks. It's going to be a reference point, in my opinion, for Irish metal. It's own man. <laughs> that's my opinion. So everybody will remember when Baylor released this album, and and that's as much praise as I can give you. It's, it's fucking fantastic. That. Yeah. Um, the band logo. Yeah, so like change it up obviously. We just thought yeah. that the old the new one was a bit too clean and nice looking for um <laughs> for the nasty vibes on this record. Yes. So we wanted something to to match it and uh, yeah, we went to Kieran Notion from Spearhead. He's the man. Like yeah. he does like he does a lot of logos for like a lot of oh, cool bands and stuff. I've, like I've yeah. Enjoyed and, rooting uh, through them there. Yeah, yeah, and we were cool, we did man. a bit of back and forth. Like he did another logo for us and we were kinda happy with it and then a bit of time passed. As lockdown does, we got onto him with another idea, and he did that for us then. And we, it was the second idea he did for us then that we were just like, "Yes, it's mm. banging, we're loving that now." So and the artwork, he went for photos and said artwork, yeah, um, yeah, paid off in spades. In my opinion, it's one of the most definitely one of the most interesting album covers I've seen in a long while, and he made the correct decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we actually had an illustration done first. But then again, because of COVID, we're like, we've more time than we thought we did. I don't so think let's, an illustration would have worked No, this. it didn't work. And that was the thing is we had it and, you know, initially we were like, let's get this thing ready fast, you know. And then we just had some more. We were like, the time is, there's no gigs coming back anytime soon. So let's really get this right, you know. Okay. Uh, and that was actually an idea that we basically, you know, from different ideas that we'd been chatting about since recording the album, that was really what we what we needed, like, you know, to, yeah. to match the vibe yes, of the album. Yes, absolutely. And yeah. uh, it's our buddy Paul then, like, who did all the filming for uh, There Is A Love yeah. and for Gateway Drug. Shot that Paul. with us. Yeah, absolute legend. <laughs> oh, Paul. But, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so... So how did that image come about? Literally, like, just... Was there a we, plan, first of all? A or? vague plan right. like we knew what we wanted <laughs> we knew where we wanted to okay. shoot it okay. and we knew who would be there that we'd be able to get to just kind of do whatever we wanted for a limited amount of time while right. under so the influence so wasn't going to be a fucking sunny day down on the beach like. no 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 <laughs> it's it gonna be nighttime rain literally just added to the occasion Absolutely. like you know you never you can't plan for or with it in Ireland. Yeah. like but the rain definitely uh added to the vibe like oh, yeah. and it's, it's perfect like you know yeah. um and then like yeah just got people to kind of we knew the spot we wanted to do we set the bin on fire we got the people oh. huddle up where we wanted them it was because it was raining then i was like sean get down on the ground there boy because <laughs> we can't really ask these people to lie down in the wet floor for us is it sean because they're the just ground? yeah yeah so they're sean just like, suffered for this <laughs> album <laughs> that's sean though like this like down to a t it's just like sean boy we can't ask these people to lie down so you better lie down <laughs> <laughs> no, shout out to Sean though like absolutely. and how legend. long did it take kind of just to snap that and get it ready like a few minutes like wow, fucking you know, hell. a few minutes like you know um, and then 
just kind of looking. It's I'm just kind of, in a way, it's kind of a fluke, like, yeah, because like, it's not like, even the way well, you know what you want. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's just what? like, but like, we, we went down and shot it another night. And then we went back. We weren't really okay. we too happy with what we yeah. got. So then we were like, let's fucking try it again. And we were like, you know, we can't really try it too many times, but we'll just go down and try it again. And uh, so we did it again, and it just ended up with that magic shot. We were like, that it looks is a magic that shot. And, and Paul sent us a bunch, bunch of edits, and that he didn't think we'd pick that one. But that was the one where we were like, that's the color and everything. is yeah. like, that's what we want. Yeah. Do you know? And uh, yeah, it just perfectly kind of and even like Sean was doing an interview with Notfest and they were they were like oh you got the guy wiped out on the skateboard and all that and we were like oh yeah it does look like that and we were like that's sick because we've got the skateboard plant next to him out of the ground and yeah, it's just yeah. like yeah it does look like he wiped, wiped out. out yeah yeah that that look that is gnarly <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it wasn't really but it was just like we knew all these elements we wanted in it yeah. like, and we were just like very quickly just get the bin on fire get them huddled up Sean Fucking get on the ground yeah. there throw the skateboard that's, there it's, take it's, a few photos and it is mind kind of just standing with Paul it. being like try this angle try that angle it's and then like you know do you know where this will come into play buy the fucking vinyl everybody mm, you get to see it you get to see it yeah, in this full yeah, glory yeah, with yeah. digital releases or digital releases man yeah, I'm old yeah. school I want to see it I want to hold it in my yeah, hand and yeah. look at it and, and the back picture on the vinyl Paul took that as well and that was taken at the ranch when we were recording like and we ah, were just out okay. and Paul's like I just want to go mess with that light. Let's go over there. So you go stand under that light. And we weren't even really paying attention to Paul. And then, like, he, I don't even think, meant to take the photo the way it was taken. Okay. And then it was just like, look at this. And it was just like, Perfect. we actually were considering that to be the album cover for a while, but we were like, okay. it's probably not, like, strong enough. Yeah. But it, it is the vibe of the album, yeah. but it's like, I think it's a perfect back cover because you got like all the people, like, huddled on the front. Mm. And it's a similar kind of vibe on the and back. It's just a bit more yeah. relaxed. Yeah. This, people have their back to you on the front and they're kind of facing you know, the, yeah. on the back so yeah but Fucking it, hell. it's just cool to have a picture from the studio as of course yeah picture, so. I mean you've been sitting on it now for what a year and a bit 22 months now 22 months uh, yeah, fucking yeah, hell yeah. So um, 23 months probably. how do you feel about it when this interview goes out it's going to be out there man. yeah no and I can't wait like yeah so it's going to be out there you'll all be able to hear it no delighted with it like really am and it's like we to be honest with you like we were people had advised us to wait even longer like you know and no, like no. I'm sorry you know like we yeah. just couldn't wait any longer yeah. I think like March April next year was put on the table and that might not seem like that much longer now but like when you've written something that means a lot to you like you really want to get it out you know and like you want to get it out before you move past it yeah. you know and like I don't want to say we're moving past it but like we're definitely kind of ready to say, say something else but we still like fully believe in what we've said mm. on this album like you know yeah. and like I just hope now people sink into it and like listen to the messages and really dive into the riffs and you know anyone who's ever said that our EPs were too short or not enough well now you've got 35 <laughs> minutes and like I don't think like there's any fat on there like no, I, like picking singles it. was hard because I we approached writing every single song that it could be a single yeah. and we wanted every song to be that strong like you yeah. know so like you could have really picked any kind of mix and you still wouldn't really get an idea mm. of what the album is because I think that like a lot of albums like you're four tracks in and you got the you got the idea like whereas this is a bit more like a, there's different moods and journeys and sounds and you messages being told across yeah. the album so I hope hopefully now like people do take the time get, sink into it like you know and 
don't be fucking asking for another one in fucking <laughs> six months because it's gonna take a while. it takes a while. <laughs> uh, man, listen, Chris, thanks for coming on the show, man. Yeah. As I said, uh, and thank you for giving me the album. Uh, it's great that you came here tonight. We can film this. Oh and, yeah, uh, man. I was really looking forward to it. Even when you asked me initially to come down, like I couldn't wait. Like so, it was great to come back and yeah. do another episode with you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. brilliant, brilliant. Um, look, disposable youth is out for me. It's a reference point in the Irish metal scene of a band that have just fucking firing on all cylinders. The concept the team everything is so important um, in relation to fucking mental health anxieties uh, darkness depression listen to it and you know just be prepared to fucking be blown away and uh, Chris yeah, thanks very many much, thanks man. and thanks to all yeah. the lads as well uh, big shout out to Alex Sean I would say like we all like all four of us worked Dave. super fucking hard on yeah, this and like before recording it and after recording it so like I just hope people can like get get to enjoy it like as much as we enjoyed it so yeah, yeah. and crucially the vinyl yeah you. and please pre-order the vinyl like you know that's vinyl, yeah. you know we're not really doing CDs at the moment we're just doing vinyls we don't really have any gigs coming up we're gonna put out some new merch grab a vinyl yeah, I think and get like, some merch yeah. you know it looks sick and we're really proud of it yeah. so yeah okay you've been listening to Chris Hart with Baylor thanks a million crucially support your local medicine oh. Thank you.